Welcome to Rise Up For You, a podcast focused on helping women get to the next step in life professionally and personally. Through our six pillars, relationships, investing, self-worth, career, love, and health, we focus on the whole woman. With interviews from global experts, teachers, authors, and more, we provide you with real strategy and tips that you can start implementing today in your career, relationships, and so much more. We are all about educating and empowering you to become your best self. And now your host, Natalina. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Rise Up For You podcast. This is your host, Natalina, and we have special guests with us today. Hello, everyone. My name is Janan Nasserdine. I am speaking to you from Bangkok. Yes, both of us actually are here in Bangkok today. We're on a little trip um, for two weeks, and we are going to be talking today. Well, first off, we're really excited because we're bringing back Work It Wednesday Girl Chat, and today is the first episode to launch that. So for those of you that are new to the podcast, Work It Wednesday Girl Chat is when we get questions from you guys, our audience, and myself, along with a special guest today, it's going to be Janan, um, and she's originally from Edmonton, Canada, actually. We're going to be talking about one of the questions that uh, was sent to us from from one of our community members. So anyway, before we get started, Janan, tell us just a little bit about what you do um, back in Canada. Well, back in Canada, I am a social worker. I specialize in working with high-risk youth uh, in the city of Edmonton. Um, we work a lot with youth who are involved in gang affiliation, prostitution, um, drug addiction, and my primary role is to support them in transitioning to adulthood and really just providing the supports that they need to live their best fulfilled life. We deal with a lot of uh, young adults who have experienced a lot of trauma, a lot of adversity, and uh, really my primary role is instilling hope and having them see a life different than some of the experiences that they've, they've had. So... That's so awesome, and that work is so important. So as you can tell, we have a great guest with us today, and as Janan mentioned earlier, we are coming to you from Bangkok, Thailand, which is amazing if you haven't been. It's also very, very hot. (laughs) (laughs) Very hot indeed. Um, So Okay, so today we're going to dive into our question. We got a general question from one of our audience members, which is just about cheating in general. So the question is, when somebody cheats on you in a relationship, do you take them back? To take back or not to take them back? So we're going to dive into that um, and just give a little bit of feedback and advice and perspective from both Janan and I. Do you want to start, Janan, or I can jump in up to you? Jump in. Let's see where this goes. So for me, I think it really, really depends on the situation. I don't think that you can really say yes or no when somebody cheats on you. And I think that um, sometimes we get a lot of pressure from our friends and family when somebody cheats on you, just leave, get out of the situation. But it's really not that simple. Um, There's a lot of factors that play into it. The first one is, you know, how old are you? Are you in a very young relationship? Are you in your young 20s? Are you married? Do you have children? What was the context of the cheating? How many times has it happened? I mean, there's so many things that I think um, go into whether or not you should leave the situation or stay and work it out. I couldn't agree with you more. I think there's so many factors that play into it, and it, it really there is not a cookie cutter response to it. And uh, I agree with what you said in regards to the judgment. Right? It's so easy on the outside to say, "Oh, girl, you got to leave them." Right? But there really are so many contributing factors to it, right? And it's hard um, being the person who's in it. I know I've been cheated on. Um, I know a lot of my friends who have been cheated on. And it's, it's not that 
simple. It's a very complex um, situation, and it's hard to just say one way or the other what to do. What do you think is the primary contributing factor? What would you say? Well, I think that we, well, first off, I think that we need to be able to identify, this is a big thing in regards to self-worth, because a lot of times people say, when you stay in a relationship where somebody cheats on you, then that means that you don't have any self-worth, and I want to debunk that right off the bat, because that's not necessarily true, because we have to remember that when you're in a relationship, you're in a relationship with not only yourself, but with somebody else, and we have to be able to bring the wisdom to fruition and look at that person's past, look at that person's childhood, look at that person's situation and really try to um, look at it from both perspectives. Not saying that cheating should happen or that it should be allowed, but really just understanding the context of why it happened and what this person is dealing with that that um, I guess persuaded them to cheat on you, right? There, there's so many different factors and a lot of times that, that is not associated to self-worth, you know? Sometimes we have to remove ourselves from the situation and realize that they're not cheating on us because of us, you know, it's not about us, but there's something that they're dealing with that is creating that habit or creating that 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 feeling that they want to move on. And I think that it's really, sometimes we get into this mindset, like you said, where people will say, you know, if you stay in a relationship, that means that you don't have confidence and that you don't have any self-worth and you're letting them do that to you. And sometimes it's not about you, it's about that other person and it would benefit you and the relationship to work through it. But again, it all depends on the situation, but I think that sometimes we just have to realize that it's more about the other person and and how do we solve the situation with the other person to move forward. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, one of the big contributing factors is how you started your relationship. I think that's a big thing too. If you started your relationship being the other woman, you can't be shocked when one day you too become the other woman. I'm a big believer that the way you get them is the way you lose them, right? Um, primary example, I have a friend of mine who uh, was married and met somebody while she was married, ended up leaving her husband for the other guy. They were married for about three years before she found out that he was having multiple affairs on her and she felt really betrayed. And I was a little stumped by that. It's like, well, he did to you what you did to your husband, your first husband, right? So, you know, the way you get him is the way you lose him. If if he does it with you, he'll do it to you. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. I, I agree with that. Um, unless you kind of figure out why that's happening, it's going to happen again. Yeah. Unless you break the pattern, yeah. it's gonna, the pattern's going to continue yeah. to happen. I, I also want to say, though, I can appreciate that there are times where you are in a relationship where, you know, the love is lost, you've kind of gone left, they've gone right. And I see this a lot when you get married really young, right? Because the person that you are at 22 is not the same person that you are at say 42, right? So I can see that if you don't work on your marriage or you don't work on your relationship, you started off really young, you're still kind of figuring out who you are, life kind of gets in the way and then you become two separate people. You don't grow together, you kind of grow apart and then you kind of meet somebody along that journey, which can happen. Can we acknowledge that that can happen? Absolutely. But I think the way you go about it too is important, right? You wouldn't necessarily jump into a relationship without ending 
or trying to resolve what you currently have, right? I have a lot of um, feedback from people who say, well, you know, he, he just turned into a person that I didn't recognize anymore, which is valid. And I think a lot of people who are married or not even married, but have been in long-term relationships can identify with that. I think that's fair to say, hey, they become somebody that, you know, wasn't who they were or didn't have the same values that you had when you guys first met, which is fine. But I think it's also important to recognize that there's a beginning, middle, and end to every process, and you need to honor that before kind of sidestepping to something that could potentially be very hurtful. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. And I like how you said uh, beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And nothing just happens overnight. No, it's usually just a process, and sometimes we're just we're just blind or we're not awake to the change that is yeah. constantly occurring. Absolutely. But again, you know, in regards to this whole cheating thing, you know, b- black or white, that really does not exist. You know, if I were to give you a situation or a scenario, let's say, you know, somebody is 20 years old, they just got into a relationship with another 20-year-old, they've been dating for a couple months, and the person cheats on them okay, I'm more susceptible to say, yeah, move on. It's a young relationship. You're still young. You're building your life. But if you're, you know, later in your life and you've been married for years, you have children, there's just so much more that you need to consider. And I think that's when you really need to break it down. Obviously, seek some guidance, seek some help, figure out where um, it's coming from. Is there a lack of happiness in the marriage or is it a habit that needs to be broken? I mean, there's just so many contributing factors that need to be looked at before you can just walk away. One of my favorite um, love coaches is Esther Perel. She has an incredible podcast on iTunes. She does this with um, couples all the time, and I love listening to it. It's very insightful just to kind of see. And the majority of the time, they're talking about, you know, one of the spouses has cheated on another person. And there is so much to them cheating. It's, it's, it's fascinating just to listen to the thought process of, this is how I felt. I felt lonely. I felt like we didn't have a relationship for 20 years. Like, there, there's so much that goes behind it in many different situations. And I think it's definitely wor- uh, worth trying to work through when you've been in a longer relationship and again there's kids involved and you know and that but you know what's interesting is I mean I I know too culture plays a big part in it and your dynamic and kind of your tribe plays a big part in molding your views and ideologies around cheating I know for me specifically I come from a culture where divorce is frowned upon right it's not something that's that um is openly acknowledged or recognized as kind of a therapeutic thing because, you know, sometimes marriages need to end, right? They need you for your own self-care and your own worth. You need to move forward. Um, But what happens when kids are involved, right? Because there's two trains of thought. There's the train of thought that I'm going to stay with him for the sake of the kids, Right. I want to have that, you know, that nuclear family that, you know, where there's the mom, the dad in the home and then the children. Right. And there's that ideology that that fosters healthy upbringing. Right. But then there's also the train of thought that, you know, what am I exposing my children to? I have a friend of mine um, who grew up in a very, very toxic home. Uh, Huge, huge, huge issues between mom and dad that rooted from cheating. The dad had cheated on the mom quite a bit. And the mom just refused to give him a divorce. He wanted a divorce. He wanted to go on and live his life with you know, the woman that he had later fallen in love with and the wife just refused to give him a divorce, refused to leave the house, refused to end the marriage. And they just kind of went on about their lives, him doing what he wanted to do and the mom digging her heels into the ground and saying, no, I wanted 
the happily ever after. And regardless of what that looked like, and I remember having a chat with their son, who I'm, I'm still friends with to this day, and I asked him, you know, what impact did that have on your life? And I remember vividly him saying to me, I wish my parents would have divorced. I wish my mom had the courage to leave my dad because she had an ideology of what the perfect family was like and she dug her heels into the ground and convinced herself that mom and dad at home with the kids was the ideal way, but there was no love between them. And I know for sure that that skewed his perception of what a healthy relationship is growing up. And I remember him saying to me vividly, I wish they would have just left each other. And that really had an impact on me. And it really kind of, for me, debunked that whole theory of we're staying together for the children. Because kids aren't stupid. They know. Well, I think the identifying I think the identifying factor in the story that you just said, though, is that one of the partners clearly checked out. Like yeah. there, there was no longer a growth mindset or let's make this work. And in that situation, it's really, 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 really hard to mend to mend it when one person is already on the other side of there's no hope. Yeah. And I so what I what I think I hear you say is that in that particular situation, the male was already at that point of no return and the the woman was still trying to hold on which right. is which is really a you know a situation that um, again can't be mended um, anyways, this was a really great conversation, but I think um, if we were just to sum it up, is it's it's not black and white. You really have to take a look at your situation and, and see where you are and, and see what the other contributing factors are. Um, and don't feel pressured by your friends or your family. You, you know, you got to do this on you got your own. You got to figure out what's best for you on your own. Mm-hmm. What, would you say to wrap that up? Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. I think. If there's domestic violence, I think if there's a situation where you or your children are being hurt, then I think that's a different story. Black and white, absolutely. Yeah. And we'll, we'll definitely save that for next time. And um, if you guys have any questions in regards to that or a situation, remember Girl Chat Work at Wednesday is all about hearing from you guys. So if there's anybody listening that um, resonated with that last part that Janan just talked about in regards to domestic violence or uh, being at risk with your family, please send us a question, general, and um, and we'll, we'll get talking yeah. on it. Um, other than that, again, thank you so much for joining us and thanks for putting up with a little bit of the background noise. Just a reminder, we are in Bangkok, Thailand, enjoying the the uh, scenery here. So that's what you're hearing in the background. For those of you that are new, um, our typical podcast is Monday and Friday, and those are interviews with experts from around the world on our six pillars, relationships, investing, self-worth, career, love, and health and fitness. And today is our special Work It Wednesday Girl Chat, where we take questions from you guys, the audience. And we provide uh, feedback and just a little bit of insight from us as professionals in the, in the field. Anyways, thank you again for joining us, and we'll speak with you next time. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and pass it on to your friends and family. You know, the podcast is just one way that we reach our community members. If you go to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you will see articles written from contributors from around the world, webinars, live events for you to attend. But, you know, we also have a huge online resource center full of information that you can access absolutely free. And you know, one of my favorite sections is the Unstoppable Confidence Toolbox that's full of practices and ways to help you build confidence so that you can overcome any doubt that's consistently getting in your way. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, there's PDFs, 
There's articles, there's exercises, there's so much for you to take hold of and really help you get to the next step. The cool thing is, is we have programs, trainings, and live coaching calls that are happening all year long, special for our members. So if you're looking for more and you really want to connect with like-minded women like yourself, then you definitely want to check out our membership and all of the benefits that we have to offer here at Rise Up For You. And lastly, if you haven't already, we would really love to hear from you and know how we're doing. Head over to iTunes, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and let us know how we're doing. Rate us, review us, so that we can be better and rise up with you. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.